Hello Minnesota boxing fans and welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. I'm Brian Johnson and my co-host is Sean Strauss. Gavin Hendrickson and Brandon Jenkins join the podcast to preview their fight on the December 3rd Ignite Boxing card at the Hyatt Regency in Minneapolis. Fans won't want to miss this compelling middleweight matchup. Richfield resident Hendrickson boasts a strong amateur boxing record and an unbeaten record in the pro ranks. Jenkins, a former Minnesotan now residing in Las Vegas, has extensive mixed martial arts experience and is working on his boxing skills with Shane Mosley Jr. Both fighters appear confident heading into the matchup. I hope you enjoy the interviews. All right, so uh, welcome to Minnesota Fight Night Podcast. I'm Sean Strauss. My co-host is Brian Johnson. Today, we're pleased to be joined with a frequent visitor on the podcast, Gavin Hendrickson. We'll be talking about his upcoming fight against Brandon Jenkins at the Ignite Boxing One at the Hyatt Regency in Minneapolis on December 3rd, this coming Saturday. Gavin, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always great to talk to you guys. So how's camp going? Been uh, going really good. I got some really good uh, sparring and uh, with Leo Medell, who is a, I think he's two and zero or three and zero now. He just had a fight in Iowa that he won, so we got a lot of good uh, sparring in, getting ready for this one. And the weight cut was probably the easiest it's ever been for me. So good. It's been good camp. Yeah, and you're sticking at one sixty, right? Yeah, one sixty. It's kind of like the perfect. Uh, Perfect weight class for me. I don't have to dehydrate myself too much or anything, so feel pretty good. I think after um, your last, well, one of your last fights anyway, I can't remember if it was your exact last fight against Alex, uh, one of the other Ignite shows. Um, we had talked to you post-fight about it, and I, I think he had said, like, if he ever rematched you, he'd want to go up, and you were like, no, this is my my perfect weight. Um, so I was just curious. Yeah, that's 160 where you feel really good at, right? Yeah, I think I could in the future, now that I'm kind of more used to weight cutting, I could even do 154 probably at some point if there's a fight there too, but I don't want to go any higher than 160. That's about uh, a perfect weight class for me, I think. Right on. Yeah, your opponent, we spoke to him last night, um, and he's kind of in a similar situation where I think when he fights mixed martial arts and stuff, he can drop down a little bit uh, to like 155 range too, but doesn't want to go much lower than that and doesn't really want to go much higher either um but yeah speaking of uh, your opponent brandon jenkins uh, what do you know about him and uh have you gotten to do any research watching any of his uh, fights and uh yeah what can you tell us to be honest you guys probably know more about him if you guys talk to him than me because all i really know is that he has like some mma fights ufc maybe even and uh yeah boxing a little bit of boxing too but i don't know i haven't really heard too much about him we learned uh quite a bit from him last night and um you know if brandon's listening uh, to the episode once again i want to apologize to him because i didn't realize that he had minnesota ties you know that he had you know lived here for quite some time and uh and fought while he was here too so um yeah he's friends with some other guys on the card like he's friends with ashkan mavari um so 
yeah, you'll definitely want to listen to to his portion of the interview. It's it's pretty good. Um, like I said, and interesting to hear his background, and then he's traveled around a lot of different states and lived in a lot of states. But he said he's probably actually spent most of his time here in Minnesota. Um, he's currently out west, living in Vegas, um, training with uh, Shane Mosley Jr. Um, but I'll let him speak for himself. You'll have to listen to him, you know, uh, on his episode, Gavin. Um, but no, I want to get back talking about you. So you're fighting out of Minnesota top team. That's your home camp. Um, as far as this camp goes, um, you said sparring was going good. Um, what else has been going on? You know, have you been bringing anyone in, uh, from outside to work with you or is it kind of the same old, same old? Yeah, for the most part, um, I've always kind of trained the same way, uh, a little bit of strength and conditioning, but mostly running and sparring, getting good, uh, sparring with, uh, Eddie Valenzuela, who is from, uh, he trains at Minnesota top team. He's one of the top amateurs in the whole country. I've been getting, uh, Brian and I saw him fight for the first time at the uh, last element show, um, so yeah, we're familiar with him a little bit. Um, he looks like he's got uh, some natural talent. Um, does yeah, he me and him get some look, good looks in the ring? Yeah, me and him uh, started training at the same same time. We showed up at Minnesota Top Team probably like ten years ago, and he was like six, and I was sixteen. So we kind of uh, moved up the ranks together, uh, even though I was older than him through the amateur ranks and stuff. So we've always. Uh, it's cool to see him uh, from when he first started, and now he's, like, one of the top amateurs and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I was going down to Burnsville to Leo Medell's gym to spar with him, too. So those two, I would say, got the most uh, quality rounds with uh, this game. So for your road work, you know, we were, we're in the winter season now, even though it's not officially winter. In Minnesota, I think we, we can pretty much safely call it winter now, though. After that last snow, we got about four inches. Um, are you still able to do road work outside or are you doing that inside now? Yeah. I mean, if it's a nice day, I know Brian has said he's seen me out in Richfield running on the roads before, but lately it's been mostly a treadmill. So I don't slip on the ice or anything like that or get sick. Yeah. One of the reasons I was wondering is about getting sick. Um, Now we're talking to you here and this is Thursday evening. Fight night is Saturday. Um, So weigh-ins are tomorrow. Um, and you said you feel good. You said it's been a great camp as far as weight and all that goes. Um, so the holiday didn't do you in. I know I've, I've probably mentioned that to every single fighter we've interviewed this time, but I said that <laughs> Thanksgiving didn't do you in. Um, were you able to enjoy food on Thanksgiving? Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a huge feast or anything, but I ate a little bit of turkey and uh, went to my brother's house and stuff. So it was a nice little... Uh, get away from training for a minute and relax a little bit was nice. So, but yeah, my weight, uh, I just woke up this morning and checked the scale to see how much I had to cut. And I already had made it this morning. So I was like, Oh sweet. I don't have to go to the sauna anymore. Yeah. So this, this card is going to be at the Hyatt Regency in Minneapolis, as we mentioned, um, the last two ignite cards were at Canterbury. Um, and I've been asking all the fighters, um, if they have got any experience watching shows at the Hyatt or possibly fighting at the Hyatt, um, you, you know, you've got an extensive amateur background. 
um, where I thought maybe you might have fought at the Hyatt before, maybe on an amateur card or something. Have you ever been there or, or, or watched cards there? No, I don't think I've ever been there. The only thing is that I heard that Phil Williams and Zarzar fought there a couple of years ago. Yeah, I learned that from a, a f- friend of mine uh, on social media, Dakota. Uh, he told me that the first fight was there. I went to the second fight, um, which was at the Myth, uh, their rematch. But yeah, I believe the first fight was there. Oh, you know, okay. I think uh, I, I think Sarista Fort and uh, Caleb Truax fought there uh, a few years back. Yeah, I wasn't oh, at okay. that fight live, so I couldn't. I, I yeah. saw the uh, the aftermath. I saw the, the stills and stuff. Um, yeah, looked like that was a good fight. And I think Jamal was on that. Uh, it might not have been the same car, but I'm pretty sure Jamal fought there too against. Uh, I think it was Muhammad Kayango. Is that ring a bell? Anyway. Oh, he's from Northside. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I that's Mo. A few, a few good ones there. So. I guess I didn't realize that Jamal fought him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But uh, no, so they have a little tradition there. It's kind of cool. Um, closer to home, uh, kind of nice that it's closer to home for Gavin and for a lot of us. So don't have to drive up to Hinkley or anything. Yeah, definitely for like selling tickets and most of my family and friends are all around the Twin Cities area. So uh, definitely sold a lot more tickets and stuff and it should be a nice venue. I've heard good things that it's a nice hotel and stuff. So yeah, it's Perfect, a lot closer than driving all the way to Hinkley or Canterbury or wherever. Speaking of tickets, I know they're for sale on Nitro tickets. Uh, Other than that, how are your fans able to get tickets? Are they able to get them at the gym or just directly through you? Are you sold out? Uh, I've still got a few left. Um, But, yeah, at this point, it's probably best just to go on uh, Ignite Fights. And then uh, when you buy a ticket, there's a drop-down you click referred by and you can select my name on the uh, drop down. That's probably the best way to do it at this point. Cause I'm probably about done uh, driving around, dropping them off. So yeah, it's late in the game for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've seen that a lot of people are, are saying that they're, they're selling a lot of tickets for this. And Brian and I always comment about big night shows that there is just a ton of people there. Um, you know, and I think it's really cool the way they mix the mixed martial arts, like the Muay Thai and the boxing. And I think you get a lot of crossover with the people that are there for the Muay Thai shows that stay to watch the boxing, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, just, it's a packed atmosphere that makes, makes for a fun fight night. Yeah. The last one at Canterbury was really a cool, uh, cool. Uh, I don't know if it was sold out or not, but there was a ton of people there for a local boxing fights if it wasn't sold out i can't imagine how many maybe like a couple like a handful of like literally a handful that weren't there because it was packed um even it was standing room only like or in areas around the seats and everything so yeah i can't imagine that they didn't sell out yeah yeah gavin gavin i was just uh, curious where as we speak here it's what uh less than 48 hours until the card here which is kind of crazy so i'm curious what you do now in these last couple of days i imagine you're not doing any super hard training right now but uh, what's your mindset now as you approach just a couple of days away from the fight yeah i just try to stay chill and relax i took a couple of days off of work 
So I just went to the gym and jumped rope a little bit. But yeah, I just try to chill out. And after I make weight, I'll go get some uh, food and water back in me. And then I'll uh, just chill out until the day of the fight then. But yeah, I don't do too much the last couple of days. Was driving around giving tickets to people and stuff. But yeah, everyone seems like they're different. I was just glancing at my phone and uh, saw that one of the other fighters on the card, Roman Cruz, who's coming from Grand Forks, North Dakota, um, said that today he was his last night of sparring, you know, and most guys, I think, have stopped sparring uh, that we've talked to um, for whatever reason. Um, Like, I think Dennis Reyes had mentioned, you know, he stopped and you don't want to get cut or anything like that, you know, the last week. but yeah, it's, it's definitely cool to talk to you guys and to hear how everyone's different. You know, um, some of you guys, it's more mental. It seems like the last week, you know, and about just sort of like getting your mindset, right. Getting relaxed. Um, now that you've done all the physical work, um, and then just making sure the weight stays on point, you know, um, and then rehydrating and all that. And other guys, it seems like oh, they push you a little harder up till the end. So you never know. Um, but yeah, your opponent, um, like he's got this mixed martial arts background. Now you faced, it seemed like a similar story the last time when we talked to you where you're fighting a guy who was maybe not, um, I think he was maybe a little shorter, I should say. Uh, I don't know exactly Brandon's weight or height, but I think he might come in a little shorter than you. Yeah, I think Brandon's about, Brandon's about six one, I think. Right. So I think he's going to be a little shorter, but I, I think your previous point was maybe a lot shorter than that. Um, so, but it was mixed martial arts backgrounds, maybe a little shorter. Um, now he said he's familiar fighting taller guys, so he's not really concerned about that. Um, but, you know, like I asked you before, he's got a lot of fighting background um, and he, it sounds like you didn't have a chance to watch anything. Um, I think he, he switches though. I guess I can tell you, we, we, we were asking if he's Orthodox or Southpaw. Cause like I said, we didn't really know a lot about him. And uh, one interesting thing that he had said was that he can switch um, be, because of an injury he had at one point, he had to learn how to fight left-handed. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, but no, I, other than that, I guess I don't really have too much uh, to tell you about him. Like I said, you'll have to listen to him for yourself, but who's in your corner this time, you know, who's your, your, uh, your, your head trainer in your corner and your cor- your cut man and all that. Yeah, it's uh, it's been the same my whole 100 or whatever amateur fights I did. I always had Roy Dunlap and Cesar Valenzuela in my corner, and Nico Walsh will be there too. Uh, but yeah, I've always had the same uh, people in my corner my whole career, so it's pretty comfortable in the corner, and we know each other pretty well and stuff. So it's nice uh, to have that stability. Hey, Gavin, I know your opponent was talking about he has a pretty extensive background in, in uh, MMA, spent some time in the UFC and things like that. And I think you have the edge probably in uh, just in boxing and just with your amateur background and everything. Uh, do you think that'll be the difference maker in, in this fight or what, how do you see it playing out? Yeah, I think definitely, uh, uh, definitely the amateur background comes into a, uh, and to help me, especially when you get in the later rounds and stuff and just uh, being able to box or 
uh, make it a brawl. I can do both either way. So whatever I need to do, I can uh, kind of fight multiple different ways, whatever I need to do to win that day. And the experience is uh, it's definitely good mentally and stuff too. I know I've been there before and had fought all kinds of different fighters and different MMA fighters and different backgrounds and stuff. So, yeah, the experience definitely makes me more confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be a good one. It should be exciting. Uh, I think, I think it's, all, the, all the fights are intriguing to me. So um, I hope people show up and you can have a pretty big crowd there, you think? Uh, a nice rooting section. You seem to have some... Uh, enthusiastic fans on your side. Hopefully, they'll be wearing the t-shirts and the whole the whole works. Yeah, definitely. I gave I uh, sold a bunch of black t-shirts to let's say ghosts on it. I'll get you guys a couple too if I see you at the weigh-ins or the fights or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, I got a bunch of people there, so it should be a fun night. Yeah, I forgot about that, Brian. He was the one who told me that you got shirts this time. That's pretty cool. You say they say ghost on them? Uh, yeah, here I got one. I don't so know if it... that makes me uh, think of Kelly the Ghost Pavlik. Um, yeah. How did you get the uh, the moniker Ghost? Um, yeah, that's where I got it from. Was Kelly Pavlik? Uh, he was my favorite fighter. He's kind of why I uh started boxing and stuff too i used to watch him when he was fighting jermaine taylor and stuff so yeah i kind of stole Those my name some from him. great fights i was i was more than disappointed when he lost to uh sergio martinez um and hopkins obviously um hopkins put a clinic on him but yeah yeah when he was going through that good run i want to say it started when he beat uh miranda edison and, miranda uh, yeah, oh, yeah, when he started Miranda and kind of had that good run for a while, he was really exciting to watch Kelly Pavlik, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. And he's one of those few guys who, you know, when he decided to hang it up, he, he stayed retired. It's been a while now. and He's got so. a podcast that he does now with another guy. Um, okay. And he's he's involved kind of in the background. You, you see him on social media. Um, and I think he goes, you know, gets out to the fights and stuff. Same hometown as Boom Boom Mancini, so Youngstown, yeah, um, yeah, Youngstown, Ohio. So he looks jacked. I don't know if you've seen pictures of him. He looks like he got into weightlifting, and uh, oh, really? Yeah, he's he looks like he put on like almost fifty pounds, but like a muscle. <laughs> you oh, know? Wow. Yeah, he's he looks good. He doesn't look bad. He carries well. You know, he's got a big frame. Maybe he'll he come talking, back as a heavyweight. <laughs> he was talking about coming back as a cruiserweight at one point, but I don't think he was really serious about it. But really, really. On his podcast, I heard him say that, yeah. We had another ghost, uh, Robert the Ghost Guerrero. Um, oh, yeah. That's right. Forgot about him. Former, yeah, former uh, featherweight champion. I know he fought uh, Jason Litzow. Yeah, we don't want to think about that. Title again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I met I met Guerrero at one of the uh, PBC events, and he's a really nice guy. Uh, he was doing um, he was doing some broadcasting for the PBC for a while there, and I got to meet him at one of the weigh-ins. So that was pretty cool. But uh, no, that's very cool. So yeah, weigh-ins tomorrow. I will not be there, Gavin. So sorry about that. Um, unfortunately, the day job calls. Um, but yeah, definitely see a fight night. Um, I know Brian was saying that 
if he could sneak away, maybe he'd be there, but I think it's a 50, 50 at best. Yeah, it's not looking good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, the day job that this is our hobby. When, when, you, when we can sneak away, we love to, I would definitely love to go to a, a weigh-in. I mean, we've gone to the armory weigh-ins, but I have never yet gone to a pro boxing weigh-in that's not the armory card. So that's on my, on my list, you know, so whether it's going to be an excite ignite show or another show like this, maybe, maybe I could get away. I don't know. Like that show that's coming up at the element um, on December 10th, maybe we can sneak away to that on the ninth. So I don't know. It's a busy season though. Right now, everyone's, I work in optical and everyone's getting glasses right now. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't uh, think you're missing out on too much for these, uh, these weigh-ins can, I don't know. It can be kind of boring for me sometimes. I'm usually just waiting until I can eat again, but yeah. <clears throat> definitely see you guys yeah. on Saturday then. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to it, Gavin. Always good to see you and definitely set a, set aside a couple of shirts for us. I know, uh, uh, Sean and I will both be down for buying a shirt. So, um, awesome. I'll take an extra large. <laughs> Okay, that's the most uh, – I got a bunch of those left. So, yeah, I'll definitely uh, bring them to the fights and get you guys a couple of them then. Awesome. All right, my friend, good luck. We'll see you. Uh, Sean, did you have anything else? No, I, I mean, I think we've covered all the basics. It's basically, you know, how camp is going and, you know, all the details. Nothing, it sounds like, profound has changed. But um, I think we've asked the questions that need to be asked. I mean um, – no injuries, right? Sparring was good. Weights on point. Um, mentally, physically, everything sounds like it's good. You're just ready to roll. So now we just got to wait and see. And like I said, I, I, since it sounds like you don't know much about Brandon, and like I said, Brian and I didn't either. Um, extremely nice guy. Um, sounds like he's got an extensive fight you know, background. And surprisingly, how much uh, boxing background he has as well, even though he primarily is a mixed martial arts and UFC kind of guy. Um, but he's a super nice guy. I would recommend listening to, you know, the interview if you want to learn more about him, but one way or another, you'll, you'll learn about him right in the ring. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> some guys don't care, you know, some guys say, I don't need to watch film on anybody or whatever. It's like, I I'll fight anybody, you know, fighting's fighting. When you get in there, you, you learn in the ring as it goes and you adjust. And like you said, you've been in with so many different styles and everything. Um, I'm sure you know what to do when you get in there. So, yeah, it's nice to fight someone, you know, they're going to make weight, you know, they fought a bunch before and they're going to show up and make weight and all that. So it's always good. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. flying from Vegas, you know, so you, you sure hope he's not coming to not make weight, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But no, cool, All dude. Right. We'll, we'll see you Saturday night. And like always, we'll try and touch base with you after the fight and see if we can get a couple sound bites from you. Yeah, that'd be cool. Definitely. All right, man. Best of luck, dude. See you fight night. All right. I'll see you guys right. Saturday. Thanks for having me again. See you, Gavin. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Yeah. Right on. All right. So uh, thanks for joining the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. I'm Sean Strauss. My co-host is Brian Johnson. Uh, today, we are pleased to be joined by Brandon Jenkins. Now, Brandon, you are fighting out on the West Coast in Vegas, correct? Uh, yeah. And uh, you're going to be fighting on this Ignite card here in uh, Minneapolis. 
um, on December 3rd. Um, it sounds like you've got a little bit of a mixed martial arts background. Um, can you can you give us a, just a background on yourself for our, our listeners and how you got into the fight game and how you got into boxing? Yeah, I, uh, I had my first, I want to say, my no, I had my second pro fight in Minnesota. I moved there in 2013 from Florida. And uh, <clears throat> it's, it's crazy because in Florida, it's so hard to get fights. I mean, there's only like five promotions, at least in 2013 when I moved to Minnesota. Minnesota, you could like throw a rock and hit a fight. So uh, I was able to fight a lot. I think I had my first 20 fights uh, in Minnesota uh, professionally. I also mixed in a little bit of kickboxing and, and boxing as well. Okay. And then uh, what, uh, what happened to make you go out West? Was that um, for work or family, or was that just to get, you know, better sparring and you know, that kind of stuff for the fight game or. Uh, yeah. So like 2017, I uh, started fighting for LFA at Mystic Lake and uh, I got all the way to the title fight. And usually it's like, if you win the title, you go on to the UFC or Bellator or something. And I got to the title fight and I put up a pretty good fight. I just, uh, I didn't have the training partners uh, left anymore to kind of push me. Everybody had retired or had families and stuff like that. So it was like, when you're the top dog at the gym, it's, it's not a great place to be. So I moved to, uh, to Las Vegas to train at syndicate and the talent pool is a lot deeper and the yeah. training partners are, you know, exponentially better. Sure. Yeah. We've got fighters here that go out there, um, you know, to get sparring and I'm sure that's not, um, un unheard of for fighters all around the U S I mean, Vegas is like the Mecca, you know, other than California, it seems like back in the day it was, you know, New York was the big, the big Mecca of boxing. And now it seems like Vegas, uh, California, um, even, even Texas, I think, you know, is becoming pretty big. Um, and obviously in Miami and Florida and stuff like that, but um, how long have you known about, uh, your, this fight that's coming up for ignite, um, and your opponent and, uh, what can you tell us about, uh, how camp's going? Yeah, I, uh, I started, <clears throat> I started working with Shane Mosley jr. Out here at syndicate and, uh, he's our boxing coach. I, I, uh, I started working with him for my last MMA fight. I, uh, I got released from the UFC and they told me to go out and get a big win on UFC fight pass. So. I went up to Canada and fought one of their top prospects. He's like either number one or number two in Canada. And uh, Shane Mosley helped me with my boxing for that fight because my opponent had really great hands. So started working with him a little bit last camp, developing my power and stuff. And because uh, I was really always known for like knocking people out with my knees and elbows. Uh, but my last fight, thanks to Shane Mosley, I was hurting the guy with my hands. All three punches I landed in those first two minutes, like wobbled him. So. I had that two minute knockout and then it's literally a week after Jeremy hit me up, Jeremy Jornberg. And he was like, Hey, you want to come home and box? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to, uh, you know, in, in the, in the winter time, you know, us Minnesotans we like to drink beer and get, get kind of fat. So I was like, Oh, well, it'll keep me in shape. It'll keep me skinny. So might as well like schedule this boxing match. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Shane Mosley jr. Man that's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, and he's got quite an established boxing career himself, you know, following in his father's footsteps. Um, I wasn't aware that he was doing coaching and stuff like that. I thought he was just pursuing his own career. 
um that's pretty cool to hear that he's working with fighters um were you approached by him um you know uh, in the gym or how did that come about that you guys have this relationship now where he's working with you yeah so before his uh his title fight he just had uh he was actually training in the mma gym with us like the actual pro team he was just coming in there and getting some work in and uh <clears throat> he was uh gonna do uh I think you remember that thriller fight club where they had like, oh, sure. they had the boxing, but with MMA gloves, but in like the triangle ring, he was actually going to do one of those fights. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Like one of those Jake Paul crazy fights, you know, and uh, he's wanting to move around with small gloves and, you know, and, and Shane also, he always hints at a, like, yeah, he's going to do an MMA fight eventually, you know? So now he's got a big fan. He's, he's, he's a big fan of MMA and uh, he, he loves working there. loves being a part of the team. And uh, I actually became kind of close with him for my last UFC fight, even though it didn't go my way. Uh, Shane was in my corner and he was in every sparring match, every, every training camp I had for that, or for that whole training camp, uh, my 11 week camp for my last fight, last UFC fight. So we've been kind of working together on and off, since january but for this whole camp it's been like me and him five weeks straight just kind of getting ready for gavin hendrix cool how does that work for uh, when it comes to fight time you know and you're coming out here is is he coming or you got some other people working your corner or how does that work oh he's coming he's excited i uh i told him to get prepare for uh 16 degree weather and snow and uh, he's not excited about that but he is excited about seeing the mall of america that's what i'm about to take from there <laughs> yeah it is it is already getting cold today was really windy um yeah. this week on tuesday what did we get brian about four inches i think something like that um yeah, yeah. four inches of snow so yeah it, it's winter wonderland here so shane mosley jr get ready if you haven't been here before i'm sure he's probably been to you know uh, states with snow but yeah it's cold <laughs> yeah yeah i uh I haven't, I got, I need to dig out all my winter clothes. I'm flying out there tomorrow. I have, I literally have like four pairs of pants since I've, I've lived here for three years and I don't really mm. wear pants anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to want some. Um, so cool. You're coming in tomorrow. You got uh, Shane Mosley Jr. in your, in your camp. That's pretty amazing. Um, sounds like you guys are amped up and ready to go. Um, what do you know about your opponent, Gavin? And uh, you know, I, without giving away any strategies, obviously, uh, just, you know, what do you know and what's your mentality going into the fight against someone like him who's a little bit taller, rangy? Yeah, uh, it's weird. Like, uh, so my last opponent was six feet tall, good boxer. Um, and I want to say three out of my last four, the guy was six foot tall, six foot one. So I'm, I'm all right fighting taller guys. You know, I'm usually the tall guy in the weight class, but uh, yeah, I think it's my first six three opponent. You know, and uh, it's got a long, he's got a long jab. Uh, yeah, he just keeps putting it out there. Like even deep into the third round, he's sitting there just, you know, just throwing that thing out there. So I've kind of prepared for that annoying jab. And uh, well, even 2015, my first boxing match, I fought uh, Charles Charles Meyer. He's an old, he's kind of an OG boxer from Minnesota. Uh, he's he's six two also. So. I was able to get inside of him and uh, knock him out in the first like two or three minutes. So it's, it's not my first rodeo with tall guys. Hopefully I can replicate that on a Saturday night. 
I didn't look at uh, your box rec or anything yet. Uh, do, are you Orthodox or Southpaw? I switch a lot. I've, I had a ACL surgery. I had two ACL surgeries in 2009, no, 2020, January. So when I came back from my surgery, I was always hiding, you know, my injury. So I learned to fight Southpaw starting in 2020. So mm. I spent a couple of years fighting, fighting Southpaw and it's, it's actually worked. I've always been kind of a guy that switches, but uh, I'm pretty good at fighting lefty uh, because of the ghost of my injury. Sort of like Jimmy Braddock, right? He broke his hand and then he got stronger mm-hmm. with the other hand. My left, it's like my left hand is pretty good too. Like my grip on my left hand also, but we don't need those in, in boxing. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you feel like you'll be sticking with this boxing thing or going back to MMA or doing a little of both or? Oh yeah, I mean, I already got, I already got something else planned after this. I'm just trying to stay busy during the winter time. I'm hopefully get through this thing unscathed and keep keep going, keep the money flowing. And uh, my my management, <clears throat> Iridium Sports Agency, they've been kind of getting into boxing lately. They're they're like the top management group for MMA, and <clears throat> they got like a over 110 fighters in the UFC, and, and I was one of them. And uh, they. They're getting into boxing, and I almost got on, like, the Floyd Mayweather undercard when he just fought over in Dubai, but they, they said they needed somebody for a couple more fights. So I was like, shoot, I can go get more boxing fights if that's the deal. So hopefully I keep this thing going. I can kind of go back and forth and maybe get on one of these bigger undercards, you know. So, yeah, I'm going to keep kind of sprinkling them in there and see what happens. Yeah, I've heard that. What was it, Sean? One of our guests mentioned that there's a little bit more money to be made in boxing right now than in. I've heard it from more than one, actually. We've we've been talking to quite a few guys that come from mixed martial arts backgrounds, or you know, wrestling and mixed martial arts backgrounds, and they start boxing, and they say, you know, the money's good. So even if they don't really plan on doing it, it's kind of hard to pass up on a fight here or there just because the money's good. Um, so I, I hope that's true. I don't know that that's true for everybody, um, but that's what we've been hearing anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's cool kind of fighting back in front of my hometown, too. I'm, I lived in Prior Lake for like nine years, and I got a lot of I got a, friend, a lot of friends and family coming to the fight. So it kind of feels like feels like a home game. I haven't had a home game in like over three years, you know. So <laughs> but when you live in Vegas, you're always flying out to fight somebody or something, you know, and it kind of feels cool to come home and fight for everybody you love yeah well i apologize because i didn't realize you're a hometown guy i thought you were a west coast kid you know when i saw you're out there with shane mosley what uh you know you said you were in prior lake so when you're growing up did you go to high school and everything here and that's the thing no uh <laughs> so it's, it's weird i have i have like three i can say it from three different places uh, i was born in iowa but first four year, years of my life i was in minnesota parents got divorced moved to arkansas with my dad and i lived there for about nine years then florida for another nine years and then it's moved back to minnesota so it's like i can claim a lot of people claim me as like florida arkansas or or minnesota but most recently minnesota i think i've spent the most time in minnesota so you can call me a minnesota boy (laughs) cool very cool so yeah Prior Lake, I've got some uh, some family that are from that area, and uh, I have fond memories of going there every summer for the uh, 
4th of July, you know, the boat show that'd be down on the lake there. And one yeah. of my cousins, her husband was in there and he, he was like a master on water skis. It was pretty cool. Was it on a Candy Cove? They meet over at Candy Cove or is that, is that a different one? Um, I don't know exactly where it was. My, my, my aunt and uncle lived on Prior Lake and we'd, we'd have to go across the lake and then we'd sit on the beach and we'd watch this boat yeah. Um, But it was cool. Yeah, it was funny. I, I worked at Mystic Lake for like six years and I was a security guard out there while I was fighting for uh, Legacy Fighting Alliance. And uh, Jeremy would match those cards also. He would, you know, I would, I would, I'd actually live two miles from the casino, work at the casino, and then fight at the casino also. So I spent a lot of time at Prior Lake and, you know, I kind of developed a good fan base there. So. Cool. Cool. What else, what do you, what else do you have going on in Vegas? Are you kind of focusing full time on, on your, your combat sports or um, working other jobs? Uh, uh, not, well, I've kind of been, kind of been pro athlete for like the last three years. Like I haven't had another job. I had, I had the PFL fight. I don't know if you guys are familiar with PFL. Um, big show on ESPN. I got like a knockout of the night. I was on mm. Sports Center, and uh, that kind of started everything. And uh, kind of got a bunch of big sh- or three big shows in a row. So I kind of like snowballed that into like private lessons and working at the gym. And so basically, it's been full time. Um, I hang out with my lady and we go hiking. There's like tons of national parks out here. I've got two cats. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, for Vegas, it's, it's weird. It's like, like the strip is like the mall of America for us. Like if you go there like four times, you're like, I'm good. You know, like friends and family <laughs> take them. But yeah, I mean, Vegas, the best thing about it is like the food. There's so many like five-star restaurants or like there's a Chinatown. We have a Korea town. There's like a, you know, there's, there's so many places to eat and it, it seems like every five months, something big opens up like a different type of, uh, genre bending food or something like that. Like a fusion restaurant. Like we just went to a fusion restaurants, like half Mexican, half Italian. It was freaking amazing. So hey, crazy. Yeah. it sounds like a fun town with uh, all that food. And then Thanksgiving just happened. How was weight? <laughs> uh, it was terrifying. So like, I've been walking pretty, pretty light. Cause, uh, another thing is like my, my friend who I train with, he, uh, he hurt his back. He was maybe going to pull out of his UFC fight. I could have probably stepped in. It's, it's a fight this weekend in uh, in Orlando. And they're like, Hey, we might need you to pull out of your boxing match to fight at 155. I'm like, well, you know, I'm already fighting at 61. Like I can make either one, you know, Jeremy would be really pissed at me, but Thankfully, my friend didn't get hurt, you know, and uh, I didn't have to take his place, whatever. At the same time, it would have been cool. But uh, no, I've been I've been on wait for like three weeks now. And uh, for Thanksgiving, I had uh, I had some ham and my gosh, I got I had so much salt in it, I guess. Like I, I ballooned up to like 180 pounds. It's like, oh, my gosh, what did I do to myself? Oh. Laying oh. in bed freaking out, you know, I was like, do I need to go run or something? Like, I swear I was just like 170 <laughs> pounds. But um Oh, weight's good. I've been water loading this week, so I'm like 67. It's gonna be like a seven pound cut. It should be that big of an issue. Mm-hmm. And weigh and weigh-ins on Friday, is it? Yeah. Uh 61, 161 is like, what is that, middleweight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I was trying to fight at at uh, super middleweight at 68. That one had a cut new weight, but then uh Gavin wanted to meet at 61. I don't know if that's like his weight class or 
Yeah, I mean, he pretty much fights at 160. Um, his last fight, I know his opponent had mentioned that, like, if he wanted a rematch, but if he did, he wanted it to be higher, and Gavin was sort of like, no, the 160s is where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, it's, seven pounds ain't going to be – not going to do much to me. Fighting at 55 is so tough, like, because uh, my body doesn't go under 70 uh, unless I water load or, yeah, like, I'm – like, I can eat as clean as I want and train as hard as I want body's just like 170 so to get to like 156 at the water load all the way to like 60 66 and then not eat for a day and then mm -hmm. cut the to 156 and i just my body does not enjoy it like it just doesn't bounce so 61 totally doable i think i'm not going to have any effect it's not going to have any effect on the performance or anything if you were fighting in the ufc mm -hmm. or or any of the mixed martial arts is, is it the same as boxing? Are you weighing the day before or how does that work? Yeah. The the weigh-ins are day before and uh, I usually fight at 156. Uh, sometimes I'll do 65. It's called super lightweight. Uh, they don't have it in the UFC or Bellator, any of the bigger shows, but a lot of the regional shows have 65. I just feel like, like you're not paying me enough on the regional scene to like kill myself to go to 155. So I'm mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of regional promotions that are that are doing the 165 and uh it's, it, i love it i i've never lost that 165 i'm like four and oh i'm undefeated at 65 so uh mm. 165 I, I don't think it's going to be or make much of a difference as long as it wasn't going to be like 154 there's no way i'm going to 154 for boxing <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah this will be a, a very entertaining fight i think we we've seen gavin and you know we know he's He's a good fighter and he brings it and you know, he's got some skill and um, can't wait to see you in the ring, Brandon. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, his last fight, they're, they're going at it. They both dropped each other. Um, yeah. The other guy, he's kind of like a throwback fighter. Like he, yeah. Petrowski, like he was just, yeah. he kind of reminded me, he was more of a puncher than he was a boxer. Uh, Gavin was more of the, more of the boxer, kept his range. Gavin is, or uh, Petrowski just kept coming in, winging overhands and uppercuts and overhand lefts it was it was wild so <laughs> yeah, unfortunately Satrowski he was supposed to be on this card as well and uh he's got an injury um yeah, he was supposed to fight my old wrestling coach uh Ashcon yep oh, yeah. oh you've got a connection to him too how cool Ashcon uh we used to train it so I was like the kickboxing coach at uh American Top Team up until 2018 and uh he made his comeback like he retired from MMA for like uh I want to say like five years and he came back and uh fought on like some high level regional stuff um yeah. and he was mo mostly known as like a ground and pound guy fight fights on the ground and all, like all the time slammed the guy really hard and um uh, finished him on the ground but then made him start working and developing some striking together and then he started knocking people out at like the age of 40 like like he didn't really have a lot of knockouts and when he turned 40 he started like putting it all together and just mess with people up so he's got like concrete fists like he's got car <laughs> fists so uh it's cool to see him box i know he hits really hard so he's flashed me a couple times and made me made me cry maybe like what am i doing this is a dumb sport like, <laughs> like you know like you're hitting the nose and you're just like why do i do this this is so stupid like uh ashcon's done that a couple times with me where i just like rethink my whole life decisions so he's 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 a mean dude i'm excited to see him fight again yeah he's cool we've had him on the podcast a couple of times just uh 
interviewed him just the other day. So um, yeah, he's fun to watch. I think he's fighting another guy who's got like a million uh, MMA fights. He's got like 50 or something. I think that guy's like three and one. So that guy's kind of a yeah. throwback MMA fighter. Yep. Jeremy Castro. He's uh, he's another yeah. really cool guy. Um, they both like, you know, like Jeremy told us, you know, he said he feels like they both kind of are very similar in their backgrounds, but just, just how they fight, like they're everything like height, weight, like everything. They're just, two uh two warriors man and i don't think that one's going to be one anyone wants to miss for sure i mean there's a all these matchups are great on this card um but yeah that one's going to be fun yeah i i look at their body like i look at their their work you know uh like they're both wrestlers that kind of stuff but like ashcon was like a a high level wrestler and he's just way meaner than jeremy castro like i don't like they might be both short compact you know fire hydrants but it's gonna be a lot of phone booth fighting and and it's it's crazy because like ashcon fights he's a he's a lefty and he just like that right hand though does all the heavy lifting and it's brutal so i think mm. that uh, yeah i i wouldn't be surprised if ashcon puts him away early or if it's just a you know a slug fest yeah don't don't blink in that one is he before me or after me do you know that um, that's a good question. I don't know that it's official or not, um, but I do have a picture of the box rec card. Hang on. Um, I want to say, I think he kicks things off. So I think he'd be before you. Like I said, uh, I don't know that this is an official uh, you know, lineup, but on box rec, it looks like they'll Ashkan and Jeremy will be first. Then you and Gavin would be second. And, but like I said, I'm not sure if this is accurate or not um yeah uh but we're gonna have to watch it from like some monitor or like behind the curtain or something it's gonna be so stressful i hate what it's like watching your friends fight is like way worse than you fighting because you can't control any of the any mm. of the motion you know so <laughs> i get more freaked out watching like being in the corner or like walking out with them you know than, than my own fights so yeah yeah ash kind of can bring it that's for sure Looking forward to that. Looking forward to all of them. So, uh, before we let you go, Brian did a good job in reminding me that we normally ask some fun questions too, <laughs> and it's not just uh, all the the work stuff. Um, what you got any favorite boxing fighters? You know, other than obviously, you know, you're working with Shane Mosley Jr., so yeah, obviously he's a good one. But uh, you know, have any uh, good pro fighters that you look up to or that inspire you? Yeah, Shane Mosley's probably one of my favorite boxers yeah for sure uh big canelo fan can't you know you know uh, tyson fury he's fighting same night i'm fighting he's always yeah. a big fan. um yeah, yeah basically he's in really good shape right now i just saw a video of him he's sitting there doing a press conference with his shirt off <laughs> looking pretty good yeah he he's very inspirational and like <clears throat> you know all the mental health stuff and all the awareness that he brings and yeah right. uh it's just it's funny i was watching him do an interview today and uh, he's like i can't retire like he's like i can't do it I, like i've sat there for four months and i just he's like i'm in really good shape i'm in my prime like i just can't stop doing it you know so he's like i'm not gonna stop and uh yeah. so he admitted that he just can't walk away and it's not like a, it's time for him to walk away either it's like he's still <laughs> people so you know hopefully he gets that fight with uh Usyk and we can watch that yeah. one. And we can kind of put put to bed all the 
all the like what ifs like if he's the goat of the heavyweight division or if he's the greatest right. the greatest of all time yep yeah. i agree yeah and i i do want to see him fight joshua too because i know that's what a lot of fans want you know and we're mm-hmm. hoping was going to happen that they were they wish that joshua would have got his belt back from music and then that would have set that fight up i got a feeling it's going to happen anyway um it's just too big not to i think um but yeah that night the fight that i'm really looking forward to is going to be uh the chocolatito estrada um three it's on the zone um they're really small guys they're like super flyweights or flyweights yeah who's the uh who's the uh he's an asian guy he's he's like everybody considers him the pound for pound guy i don't, I don't know how to pronounce um, monster uh in a way um yeah the monster yeah J- japanese guy he um do you want to definitely one of my favorites yeah you and tony woods oh how can you not like a man i mean the guy <laughs> he's the monster <laughs> yeah no argument for me yeah, I think uh, watching him against Donaire was kind of tough because I like Donaire too, but mm-hmm. um, great, great fight. I'm a, I like Terrence Bud too, Bud Crawford. Yeah. I, I Everyone's either like they're split, they're like Spence fans and they're like Crawford fans. I've never, never really been too impressed with Spence. I just think that he's just really good at basics, you know, like he's just a really good fundamental boxer. Crawford's mm-hmm. got like a little more of his, I think more of an edge, more of a finishing ability and he could fight from both angles. Like he'll switch lefty and finish you or, you know, he'll switch stances if he sees like a chink in the armor and go after the, whatever he sees. So I think, I think if they fight, I think, uh, I think Crawford would probably take that or I'll, I'll root for him, but uh, I'm really Mm -hmm. can't wait to see that happen next year. Yeah. I see that Crawford is calling out the Chargos too now. Yeah. He's definitely, (laughs) uh, well, I think Spence is kind of, friends with the charlos so they've been trash talking back and forth and um you know obviously crawford's not backing down he'll he'll fight him um yeah the thing i like about crawford is it seems like he's just got this great killer instinct where like if he gets you hurt you better watch out because he's gonna finish you there's a lot of guys that can't finish and um he's not one of them he can finish i've never been a guy I've never been a guy who who can't finish. Like even on the MMA fights, like I I was worried like for the longest time. Like I don't know how to win decisions. Like I usually win. Like mm-hmm. I usually knock them out or finish them. I every time I went to a decision, I like lost forever. So it's like like I would empty the tank and then just be exhausted. It was always just like I don't know how to. I just don't know how to fight any other way than trying to finish somebody. I only have two decision wins in my like twenty six pro MMA fights. Mm. Oh. So what about uh you know last time we were talking about these fun questions one of the other questions we like to ask is uh music. You know like what music gets you hyped up, you know when you're when you're working out training um and if you so want to disclose it you can tell us what your ring walk song is going to be but you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, it's I I'm a heavy metal kid so it's some ridiculous heavy metal stuff uh it's a band called Mugshot, but uh, mm-hmm. there's a they're kind of like new metal, metalcore. Uh, Shane Mosley Jr. is he's like a he likes calm music. He likes to be calm the whole time. And like yeah. I can't, I tried like one of my fights. I came out to uh, what was it? Earth, Wind, and Fire, and I was just, I was I was really playing a lot of Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, through yeah. the whole camp, and I was like 
I was out boxing everybody and I felt good. Nobody could hit me. But then when it comes time to like fight, like I gotta, I gotta get like this adrenaline going. I gotta play the heavy metal music. I gotta like, I gotta feel like I gotta kill something, you know, like if it's, if it's too playful, if it's too funny, <clears throat> then I kind of go out there as like a sparring match or something, you know, and I don't take it as seriously. I don't go for the kill as much. So I yeah. uh, definitely have to do the heavy metal to, to get myself amped up. <laughs> right on, right on. And then uh, I guess my, my last question is, you know, thank you so much for taking time for us, man. I appreciate this. Um, yeah. But we talked a little bit about food. Um, you know, you're telling me about all those great places out there. They don't um, got curds out here, though. They don't have cheese curds. Well, I that's what I was going to ask, you know, is post-fight, is there somewhere in Minnesota that you're dying to go eat that, you know, like when you come back or when you come back home, is there something that your mom or, so, or your friends or someone's going to, make for you or are you going to go somewhere so because i have something else kind of in the future if hopefully i don't get like beat up and medically suspended for like a couple months whatever but so i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna have like one night of just treating myself like shit after the fight like i'll definitely gonna go get some cheese curds or some pizza or something but when i come back like my my guilty pleasure is definitely chick-fil-a Oh. <laughs> like chick-fil-a like you know the jesus chicken they they got the really good mac and cheese uh the lemonade i'm like it's it's a problem i'm like addicted to the chick-fil-a for sure i've been wanting to go there actually because if my memory serves me i think they're the only place that at least that i know of that in the spicy chicken sandwich war i think so they're the one that has the grilled chicken yeah close to the fried and i don't maybe they've got both but i think they're the only one that's got a grilled that i know of and it's i want to try the grilled spicy different states too it's it's like uh, they have the chicken tenders uh here and but if you go to like arizona they got spicy chicken tenders they have like the spicy same stuff they use the, for the sandwiches and they also got like buffalo chicken tenders like it's weird how like different states will have different things you know um but uh yeah like i I love. Have you had their mac and cheese yet? No. I don't know what it is. It's just it's like the best <laughs> mac and cheese. <laughs> now I have to try it. All right. Do they have the uh, In and Out Burger in Vegas? Yeah, and um, it's funny because like <laughs> you never had it. I, I have years ago, and I, I liked it, but you know people rave about it, and uh, I know I've had it in California, but it's, it's like been a, a while, so it's a cult. It's totally a yeah. cult. Like, People who, I don't understand it. So I freak, I mean, I love in and out but I'm like a Five Guys burgers and fries guy. Like those are my favorite burgers. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got those here now. Yeah, Jeremy raves about Lion's Tap. And I'm like, <laughs> there and I was like, this is all right. It's not great. <laughs> and he got so mad at me. Like he's such a hardcore like Lion's Tap guy. Like he's like a cult fanatic of lion's sap like but people here like they, i guess they grew up eating it and it's a good salty burger like i i don't mind it you know the double yeah. double right there's no other place you can get a two double cheese or a double cheeseburger fries and a shape for like eight bucks like you can't find that anywhere else in the country yeah so yeah. it's a full and it's and it's like it's passable it's like b plus but like yeah it's bet you can do that for like eight bucks or you can go to five guys and get like a whole meal for like 20 bucks it's it's a little expensive oh. it'll hurt your wallet but uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do like in and out it's all right yeah I, I i love food and we were you I, you and per, uh, 
intrigued me when you were talking about all those fusion restaurants out there. I figured there must have been something um, that you were going to be dying to, to, you know, to feast on once you know, the fights are over and you didn't have to worry about weight at least for uh, a week or so. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's the Chinatown, Koreatown places. Uh, they even got like, a, they have a lot of good Thai food here. Uh, like mm. short, I love short rib fried rice. That's like one of my favorites too. But uh, there's like a lot of biggest foodie uh, Instagram page that I just look through it and like every week, like me and my, <laughs> lady, me and my lady go through like, okay, where are we eating this week? Cause he'll post like five times, like these little mom and pop restaurants. I'm like, where are we eating this week? Pick one, let's go. So like once a week we'll go and we'll find something. Nice. Well, when you take Mosley Jr. to uh, the Mall of America, I'm sure you'll have to find a good place. Oh yeah. I need a, I need something Italian. So Italian or Thai food. I don't know. It's, it's funny. Cause like when you fight at 155, like your body just, you can't like eat anything. Like, yeah, you have to do your carbs and your, your you know, salt yeah. and all that stuff. Cause it'll upset your stomach. But like, I'm just cutting like six pounds. So it's, I could probably eat whatever. Yeah, there are, there's, well, there's a ton of stuff. It says Chow Bella. Um, I don't know. No, I don't know a lot of these different places. Yeah, there's there's way too many to listen. I'm just I'm looking at my phone right now, and there's Buca de Peppo or Beppo. I don't know. There's oh, they Pepo. have Buca de Peppo at the mall. I think so. I, I just typed it in on my phone, uh, Mall of America, and it gave me a list that was way too long. Awesome, man! I love Buca. Buca is yeah. solid. I love Buca. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The portions are too big, though. They're like you can't just order like two people's worth of stuff. It's always. Yeah three you have to have three i'm like i don't want to pay for three i just want i just have two people here but right. they only portions of like three it's like family style so yeah. yeah i've heard that about that place i was gonna eat there once at the maple grove location and uh there was such a long wait like this is back when i think the place first opened and i was yeah. just like all right i'm going somewhere else because it was like super long yeah it, it's good though but you're definitely gonna be carrying home some leftovers <laughs> oh yeah well i talked your ear off brandon like i said thanks so much for making time for us we'll be talking to gavin tomorrow um and then we'll get this episode out before fight night but i just want to say thanks again for making time yeah this, is, this was a pleasure you guys are fun <laughs> thanks brandon good luck see you at the fights thank you